Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to Text Talk. We are concluding a series of episodes on the 25th chapter of Acts. So glad that you've tuned in for this final conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a message. Email us at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Before we get started, we have an announcement to make. An exciting announcement. We've been meaning to make this announcement all week long and forget every day. It's because we're just booking through the book of Acts. People are wondering, what will we be talking about in future episodes of Text Talk? We've got just a few more weeks in the book of Acts. We're obviously going to finish that out. When that's done, we are going to be continuing the Text Talk podcast. I'm so delighted to know that. We're going to be looking at the book of... Psalms. We're going to be looking at Psalms. We're going to start walking through the Psalms. And so for the Livingston congregation, we're going to be continuing our weekly readings where we take one, this time Psalm rather than chapters, just, hey, FYI, you don't refer to Psalms as chapters. That would be like, hey, today we're going to sing chapter 326 in our songbook. That's not the way it works. But we're going to be taking one Psalm a week, and we're going to be asking all of our members to read that Psalm every day of that week. And then throughout the weekdays, Monday through Friday, I will continue to write the daily reading devotional that goes on our on our blog on Text Talk. We will be talking about the Psalm five days a week, and so I'm excited about that. So that's coming up in about uh, what three weeks? This is chapter. What are we in? Chapter 25 now. So. A month from now, we'll be getting that going. Yeah, so if you've been wondering about subscribing to uh, Text Talk, go ahead and subscribe. Write us up a little review and send us an email. We'd love to know what you're reading. Texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. But keep listening. We're not done yet. I know that's what we normally say at the end. We've got a lot to talk about in Acts chapter 25, the last paragraph, verses 23 through 27. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. So... On the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp, and they entered the audience hall with the military tribunes and the prominent men of the city. Then, at the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man about whom the whole Jewish people petitioned me, both in Jerusalem and here, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. But I found that he had done nothing deserving death. And as he himself appealed to the emperor, I decided to go ahead and send him. But I have nothing definite to write to my Lord about him. Therefore, I have brought him before you all, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after we have examined him, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable in sending a prisoner not to indicate the charges against him. So I really appreciate what you read there in verse 23. When Agrippa and Bernice had come with great pomp, with great pageantry, how do you know that a king has showed up? You know, he makes his entrance. He makes his arrival. Some, someone important has now come in to visit this governor. And uh, the governor has a great little project that they can work on together, which is what will we charge Paul with? Every time I read this passage and it uses the word pomp, I was I was in band in high school and I think of pomp and circumstance, which yeah. we played at graduation every year. I totally recognized it, your little rendition right there. Hey, what hey, can I, what can I say? Hey. So as we're wrapping up Acts 25, the the thing that comes to me here is here is yet another example of Paul getting an opportunity to preach the gospel 
to someone of import, uh, not just personally, but nationally, someone in high position, in high place, someone who is an influencer. Now, they don't accept. They push back. Yeah. But Paul gets the opportunity. And we sometimes we just have to understand that we, we know the promise, God's word will not return to him void. And sometimes God's word, uh, the purpose of it being sent out is to leave people without excuse. Agrippa, Bernice, Festus, Felix. These are all people now who have absolutely no excuse whatsoever. They've heard the truth. They've right. heard the gospel. Right. Here's this opportunity. And yet, in order to get this opportunity, Paul had to be arrested. It's a fulfillment, of course, uh, as we've been um, reading, of the declaration of Jesus, the vision that he is going to uh, ultimately be his witness before Rome. But on the way there, you're right. He's going to speak to several dignitaries. He's going to faithfully preach the word of God in this series of defenses. And so we have these um, sermons recorded for us. What we're looking at the end of Acts chapter 25 is setting up for another sermon that we're going to be reading uh, in the 26th chapter. But it gives us a minute to pause and think, as you've pointed out, about who the audience is for this particular teaching. And we think, wow, if someone like this should learn the gospel, if someone like this should convert and become preachers of the gospel, wouldn't that be incredible? Uh, interestingly, we're told and it's pointed out that it's it wasn't a lot of the great people of this world. It wasn't a lot of the wise of this age uh, who were interested in the message of the cross or the crucified Christ. But many of them got to hear it because of this. But they got to hear it. Uh, you talked about the audience. That, that made me want to go back to the verse and just highlight something that I know I missed for a very long time. Sure. In, in my head, I saw Paul in a room with uh, Felix. Yeah. Excuse me, wait, Festus, <laughs> with Festus, Agrippa, Bernice. Mm-hmm. Boom, that's it. That's yeah. that's what I saw. Uh, and so entering with great pomp actually kind of confused me a little bit because I thought, well, <laughs> there's three people. They're all in the room together with Paul. But actually notice, they entered the audience hall, this is verse 23, with the military tribunes and the prominent men of the city. Mm-hmm. So it's the audience is not just Festus and... Did I do that? Festus and Felix, I'm always getting mixed up. It's like Elijah and Elisha. But uh, with Festus. Right, Festus, Agrippa. Agrippa and Bernice. Bernice. I think it's a great thing to point out. And all these other people are there as well. So he's really, you know, I get it. Agrippa and Bernice and Festus reject it. Who knows what any of these others did with it down the road? So kings don't ever travel light, do they? (laughs) You got all these other people. That's exactly right. So... I want to step outside of Acts for just a moment. We've had to do that several times this week just because of how similar this has been to previous chapters. But it's it's pushed me to think about some other places that Paul writes in mm-hmm. his letters mm-hmm. that are really illustrated. And the one I'm thinking about right now is in Philippians. Okay. I, I believe that the letter to the Philippians is actually going to be written a year or two after this because I believe it's written in his Roman imprisonment. It looks like Philippians is written not long before he's he becomes certain he's going to be released from this first imprisonment, mm-hmm. and so probably from Rome. But it's the same this the same long time this trial that happened in Jerusalem. He's moved to Caesarea, then he ends up in Rome, and he writes 
to the Philippians in verse 12 of chapter 1, Philippians 1.12. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel Mm. so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul is excited because the gospel has been advanced. Yeah. That's the good. I want to advance the gospel. But but let's look at the bad. The gospel was advanced when he got arrested. Yeah. The gospel was advanced when Felix wouldn't release him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we've talked already multiple times over the last couple of weeks about the patience of Paul as he's waiting in Caesarea for two years. Yeah. But God had plans for him. Yeah. If he had been sent to Rome two years ago, Festus would have missed out on it. Agrippa would have missed out on it. Bernice would have missed out on hearing the gospel. All of these military tribunes and men of prominent men in the city, they'd have missed out on it. But God had plans. God's going to get him to Rome. But the gospel is being advanced through every bit of this. And here's where I fall short. Oh, oh, I don't want to cut you off, but let me just go ahead and get this out. Yeah, go ahead. Here's where I fall short. I want the good all the time. Mm. I don't want to take the bad. I I long for and pray for the advance of the gospel. But when I think that the way it might get advanced is me suffering, I mean like real suffering, not just, oh, the elders won't do what I want or some of the brethren have been mean to me, which, you know, I, I mean real suffering. I think, oh, I, don't, I don't want that. And I know what I have to do is learn to take the bad with the good. These are... These are scary episodes every time this comes up because I'm always afraid God might be listening and say, okay, Edwin, let's see how, how much you really mean that. I want to really mean that. I'm bad you want it. So, uh, you know, w- what could the bad look like in 2 Corinthians chapter 11? The Apostle Paul Ooh. lists, right? He said, in labors, in stripes above measure... In prisons more frequently, in deaths often, Second Corinthians eleven twenty four, from the Jews five times I received forty stripes minus one, three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked, a night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. And I look at that and I realize, Edwin, this was not the last letter that the Apostle Paul wrote. That, that we're kind of here in a halfway point in the ministry and in service, and he suffered all those things. You want to talk about taking the bad with the good? That is just a laundry list of bad. And I, yet it is suffered for the good of the sake of the gospel. And as I go through that list, I think there's three of them that I have been through. Mm. And, and not even to the extent that Paul. The main one, daily concern for the churches. Yeah. There's the one. Okay. Number two. Anxieties. Number two, maybe perils from false brethren. But I will tell you, I've never really 
been concerned that false brethren were going to accuse me or get me thrown in jail or or hand me over to the enemies. I, you know, I've just been in some doctrinal discussions with people that I would probably declare false brethren who aren't always nice to me. I mean, really, that's about it. Mm. Uh, then the third one, I, I'm for the first time, I realized, hey, there's a third one I've gone through, sleepless nights. Okay. But the difference is probably I've gone through sleepless nights because I've had something I was working on and I did not manage my time well. And so so I've had to do the all-nighter to get it done on time. And that's the closest I've come. And I look at this and, again, I think about, I mean, how easy we've had it as preachers, uh, as Christians here yeah. in America. It's, I, it's, a, it's a tremendous blessing and to have the liberty that we enjoy. It's unique in time, unique in the world. Don't abuse it to use it for wicked things. I, and I understand that I'm thinking very much as an American Christian right now. There yeah. are Christians in other places that have been through so much more today. So I don't want to act exactly like there's no Christian right. that goes through any of this today. No. But, but here we are in an American society, and I hear so many Christians and, and preachers just acting ask, acting like we go through all of this suffering— then I look at this list, yeah, and and I realize I, I haven't suffered anything. I, I want to have the faith that says, Lord, let me suffer. Lord, I want to suffer for you so that the gospel can advance. Again, that's one of those prayers that I have to follow up with. Help me to really mean that because I admit there's a part of me that doesn't. I mean, I want to say it because I think it's the right thing to say, but then I'm kind of hoping God will say, no, no, not you, Edwin. You won't have to do that. So I appreciate you uh, directing our attention to Philippians 1 and showing that the Apostle Paul was consistent in suffering these chains. The gospel is not chained. Speaking to the people that would hear him. We even raised the question, okay, a king travels with a lot of people. Who all was listening and to what end? You know, the book of Philippians ends, chapter 4, verse 21. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Those of Caesar's household. There are some people and important people in Rome who become Christians because of the faithful preaching of Paul, even in these prison situations. And tying back together to something we said earlier in the week, talking about the providence of God. Yeah. This is all by God giving him the opportunity. Mm-hmm. One thing I real quick want to comment on, I, I, I haven't gone back and listened to all the episodes. I think earlier in the week, I may have accidentally misspoke and said something about Bernice being Agrippa's wife. I, I can't remember if I did. I, I'm wrong. I was wrong about that. Bernice is his sister. Mm-hmm. Agrippa, this is Agrippa II. Bernice is actually his sister. However, they spent so much time together, it was really kind of scandalous. They, right. there, was, there was a lot of folks thought that there was some real immorality going on there. And that, that really caused them a little bit of turmoil, even in the Roman world, not just, right. of course, among Christians. But I just wanted to correct that in case I, I, I think I said that, but I may have been talking about uh, Drusilla um, and Felix in, in, the, in the last. Yeah. So I just my memory said I, th- I thought I'd done that. I thought I'd correct it. If I didn't say that early in the week, now you've just learned something new about Agrippa II and Bernice. I just thought I'd wrap up and share that. We listened to Text Talk to learn, and now we have learned. <laughs> so glad that you tuned in to the podcast today. Please send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Why don't we have a prayer? God in heaven, thank you so much for this time we've had to talk about the text. And may the text talk to us. 
May we see what it says. May it shape us. May it point us and lead us to your son, Jesus Christ. And may it change how we live as we become more and more like him. May we imitate Paul where he imitated your son, Jesus Christ. And may we take this weekend and bring glory to you throughout it. We love you so much, Father. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. (laughs) Broadcasting from the bowels of the Bible bunker. We can barely get a signal in. We're going to try to get this signal out. It's the Word of God, talked about by Edwin and Andrew.